Yes, it's Papa Big's time once more, and this is your favourite podcast in the entire world, and we've got part two of our amazing hiatus for you. It's me, Sun One, co-host of the podcast radio. Last we no longer broadcast rapid fast with the Papa Big Show. We're a blast. The number of fans we've amassed is quite vast. I talked with my dad about film and TV. You can listen to the show for free. Can't you see that me? My bars are as sweet as a peach tree. I talk about comics for an hour or three. Alright, stop me if you've heard this one. I'm someone's son, son, uh, living the sun. Nailed to the cross like a half cross bun. I'm the fun one son that can't be outdone. Because my name is Sun One. What's up? Hey, guys. Sun One. I right? am over the moon. Over the moon? Mm-hmm. Why is that? No reason in particular? No? Not the fact that you're going to be off school for another week. Well, I'm off physical school. Like, this is... I say you're off work, and you're like, actually, boys, I'm working from home. I'm not off work, I'm working from home. But when I'm schooling from home, it's you're off school. Yeah. Funny there, isn't it? Anyway, we'll go to today's... Yeah, we'll go to today's show. We've got trailers, where we look at some trailers. And what else? What we're watching and reading, where we look at some what we've been watching and what we've been reading. Yeah, which is part two of all the incredible things we've been watching in that 11 weeks. We did part one last week, and part two is this week. Mm-hmm. Two weeks on the bounce. Amazing. Like buses, aren't we? Are we? You wait forever, and then two come along at once. Yeah. yeah. Trailers. As a public transport user, that really yeah. punches my yeah, need you get it. for you get public it. transport. You get it. You felt for that, yeah. didn't you? Okay. Relatable. Do some trailers. 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 All right. Trailers. The part of the show where we look at five trailers that have come out in the past month, two months, 12 weeks, and mm. tell you whether we think they're good, whether we think they're bad, or whether they think they're somewhere in the middle. having a cup of tea there yeah yeah uh, using the uh painted thumb method oh yeah we are yeah. the first people to ever do that yeah ever to ever, ever use our thumbs for any our opposable thumbs yeah yeah first trailer then mank mank so yeah. this is the story of sean Ryder, uh lead singer of the happy mondays and black grape who went on to do other things and was a huge drug addict is that right yeah pretty much Okay, so uh, it's not really. This is about uh, Mankovitz. That's right, the uh, great producer who made what? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. And the only thing it alludes to, really, other than, um, uh, well, he doesn't mention Citizen Kane in it. Says it says Orson Welles is here. Yeah, he says that. It alludes to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And it also uh, alludes to the fact that he's. Um, uh, going to get uh, killed. Well, not killed, no, but he's going to get his career destroyed by the man that allegedly uh, Orson Welles' um, character, Mr. Citizen Kane, was based on. Mm, that's right, the great big fat millionaire. What's his name? Do you know? George Clooney? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear. Is it Kane? Yeah, it's Mr. Citizen Kane, that's him. Citizen Khan, right? Citizen Khan, that's right. Anyway, Gary Oldman plays uh, Mr. Vankovitz. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's his first name? Um, Gary. 
No. <laughs> Herman, isn't it? Herman, thank you. Right, yes, I forgot that. Yeah, Herman Mankiewicz. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing his, his method acting thing again. Uh, he's, he's acting, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. in a film. Yeah, he does that. He does that well. Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's in black How old and white. Is he? <laughs> it's in black and white. It's uh, it's a Netflix original, is it? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. Well, it's it looks nice. I mean, obviously, it's made to look like Orson Welles in a style wise, uh, not just in black and white, but also in te- tone and texture. We've got Iris and develops and the same font used on the the graphics, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, should be interesting. Um, I quite like the look of this. Uh, I, the, the story should be interesting. It doesn't give too much away in the trailer, which I also like. It gives now it away. Other Absolutely than... now. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Manchester isn't mentioned once, is it? You what? Manchester isn't mentioned once. No, because... Stop. Not, not everything's Manchester, Dad. Why not? Just because you're from Manchester. So it's not, is it? Okay. Somewhere else in the world, probably. Okay, Hollywood. Okay. All right, so when's it out on the old Netflix? December the 4th. Oh, just in time for Christmas. What a festive treat that is. That's right. Citizen Um, Candy Cane. Eh? Yeah. Eh? 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 Kind of see what you did there. Um... Well, I, I quite like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my thumb up. I'm, I'm I uh, I like a a film based around uh, and within the world of filmmaking anyway. Of course so, you do. You yeah. love a good film about films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, write, write what you know and all that. Yeah, and it's we like a Fincher every and now we, and again. Oh yeah, it's Mr. Fincher, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, you so, like Fincher more than the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about him a little bit later on. Maybe. Hint, hint, hint. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And, um, yes. Well, go on then. I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. Oh, okay. Because I've not seen Citizen Kane. Even oh, though yeah. it's the best film ever or something. Yeah. It's an iPlayer. I'll get to it at some point. Well, you need to. Just watch yeah. it. It's it's the first film that ever did flashbacks or something, right? <laughs> something like that. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah. that. Okay, next trailer, please. Number two is for Invincible. Ah! So, what the hell's this? Amazon original. It's a car too with superheroes in it. Well, what a surprise. Go on. Is this this an original original, or is this based on a comic? No, it's based on the Image comic by Robert Kirkman and Ryan Otley called Invincible. Right. You've got this guy, his name's Mark, I think. He's a young superhero. Yeah. He's pretty much got Superman-like powers. He's got the flight and the super strength. And he's invincible, as the title may suggest. Right. So, there's always a problem with that, though, isn't there? In terms of, there's no jeopardy, is there? Because he's always going to win. And he's always going to come out of the uh, uh, as the victor. I don't, I've never read he's it. invincible. I've never read it, but He can't it is, be harmed, he can't lose. So, what's the point? It is regarded to be... The best superhero comic of the 21st century. Really? By many people. By whom? Many people. Many people. Yeah. Name one. Lots of people who read comics. Okay. Yeah. Lottie the person who reads comics. So you've got bloody Invincible Man. Yeah. Played by... Who's got voice? Yeah, give me some voices. Stephen Yoon and J.K. Simmons is his dad. He likes his superhero. Sandra Oh, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill. Oh, goodness. Walton Goggins. This is a big cast. Jason Mantzoukas. 
Gillian Jacobs, Zachary Quinto. Mm. That's a whole lot of people that we it have. Is, it is, it is, it is. And this is an Amazonian original. Yeah, Amazon original. Uh, and is this a series? Yes. Yes, it is. How many episodes have we got? And uh, when's it out, Cocker? It's out next year, 2021. Okay. And there are eight episodes in the first series. Okay. So they're kind of hoping this is going to be a big smash, are they? Well, it's superheroes are... They're the big thing right now. Okay. Would so, you agree? Uh, well, are people looking for alternatives to Marvel, who have just finished their big Infinity Saga. Yeah. And it's coming to streaming, so it's a fair chance people will I watch suppose, it. I suppose on the back of the, the huge success of Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. then an animated superhero is just a thing. Aimed at, it looks, obviously, there's quite a bit of violence and blood and gore in this so i presume it's aimed at an older audience yeah it's probably a 15 or so 15 or so yeah and of course also on the back of their live action superhero thing the boys which you've been watching we'll get to that later maybe no only seen two episodes okay we won't talk about that then Mm -hmm. okay the boys okay so yeah yeah i don't know uh it's not really doing anything different for me it's not really doing anything at all new for me it just looks like a superhero origin story, and that is it. Nothing new mm-hmm. at all. I don't care. From down. Well, um, the main problem I have with this, I've never read the graphic novel, but I've always been interested in it because of the artwork. Uh, it looks really good. The guy, after Invincible finished, got a job on Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is one of the biggest books. So, great artist. But the art style in this is just... The same art style that every single thing has. You know, like the the DC animated movies where it's sort of like yeah, it's anime, anime but it's light, not anime. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Who's the Green Hulk girl? Not sure. Uh, see, this doesn't seem to be anything new and original here. Even even Dad, I, I assume that is, looks mm-hmm. a bit like I don't know J. Jonah Jameson and other J. people. J.K. Simmons, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Which is um, ridiculous. It does. It just seems to be really derivative. Well. I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle, because I think it looks okay. Like you said, it doesn't seem like anything... It looks totally and utterly unoriginal. Mm -hmm. End of. All right. Harsh, but that's your opinion. Yeah, it is. All right. Trailer number three, then. Trailer number three is for the 355. The 355. So this is about a bus service that runs frequently... No. It's about uh, spies or stuff. From the studio... That brought you born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bit disappointing. But I see where I see where they were going with that. Yeah. Okay. So they're going to say this is a bit like Born. It's a high octane thriller with spies and violence and action. Yes. But the twist this time, of course, is they're women. They're ladies. Actually, Jessica Chastain is is pretty damn good in most things she does. And so she is Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, well, I was about to say that actually. And also, so it's Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Who's the other one? Who's the fourth? Because it's four. Let's see. Four spies. The fourth person. Diane is... Kruger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, good cast. Um, have we got any, any interesting people uh, in supporting roles? Sebastian Stan is in it as some sort of mm-hmm. person. Okay. As some sort of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than that, no. Uh, nobody recognised. 
so we've got we've got yeah various sort of James Bond, Mission Impossible, Bond supremacy type things going on, mm-hmm. and it looks perfectly serviceable action film. Yeah, it will probably it looks go like to Netflix in a year, and it will get like an average review. Yeah, and watch I mean, it, it say that was alright, and then yeah, forget it looks, about it. It looks no worse or better than any of the Mission Impossibles and you know it looks like some good stunts in there some good violence some good uh, some good fight scenes some good action some one liners you know Mm. so uh, if it does do badly it's clearly because we live in a misogynistic world there you go yeah people think it's political because there's women Mm. and if you look at the like dislike ratio on YouTube there's 3.5 thousand likes to 1.3 thousand dislikes because unfortunately most of the internet is made up of young white well, men if, if this was for hot men, chicks no if it oh, was right. for <laughs> men who were of a similar fame the, of these women it would be like I don't know Ryan and, uh, Reynolds Idris Elba uh, The Rock going. yeah and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, you go. That's not bad. And then people would say, this is the greatest film ever. Yeah, I know. Of course, there are double standards. Yeah. Yeah, but I think think all four of these women look absolutely spot on. I think Jessica Chastain looks well hard. She looks good. She's very convincing. Mm -hmm. And and like I say, everybody else is very good. So uh, I'm quite happy to give this a thumb up. I think this would be a a, a darn tootin' good action here. There Uh, you go. I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle because it's directed Cause you're one by of those white people. Because it's directed by Simon Kinberg. Who's he? He did Dark Phoenix. His directorial debut well, was Dark Phoenix. Has he done? All right, so he did that stinker. But what else has he done? He wrote X Men: The Last Stand, which means right, he messed right. up the Dark Phoenix saga twice. All right, all right, all right. He also wrote Fantastic Four. All right, he worked. He worked on Martian. He did Logan. Yeah, that's producer. That means nothing. Yes, it does. It means nothing. Give me a credibly, credibly creative producer. He, he wrote X-Men Apocalypse. What are his three directing credits, then? Go this, down. Go down. There Dark go. Phoenix and an episode of The Twilight Zone. All right, so, well, there you go. He's early doors, but he's a very experienced producer and writer. Yeah, but he's not very good. Well, yeah, Thumb in, in the your middle. opinion. Thumb up. Next trailer. Please, soon one. So now we've got the the three bad things out of the way, we're going to move on to some real cinema, some real kino, if you will. Uh-huh. Crude's A New Age. Okay, so when was the last Crude's film out? 2013. 20 th- so it takes seven years to get a sequel. Seven years in the making. Well, Crude's no. 2. Well, in between then and now, there's been a lot of big changes at DreamWorks. The main one being they were acquired by Illumination, the company behind Minions. Mm. So I mean, was was the original film a, a huge hit? Was it? It was a minor hit, wasn't it? It wasn't exactly massive. Yeah, it was somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it was. It was. It did all right. It was no Shrek. It was no Madagascar. No, but it also didn't. Same family returns, I, I, I guess. Well, I hadn't seen it, but you, you went to see it at the cinema, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, me, with, with my your brother, mama and your bro. My, yeah, so yeah. I were in. 10? 9 or 10, ten at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you went to see something else. Yeah, for, for a job. Yeah, I had to review it. You so were on the radio. I was, yeah. And anyway, that's like yeah, yeah. classic Ursatz radio. Yeah, no, it wasn't Ursatz. I it know. It was for something else. We used to be on the radio, you know. It was the BBC. Um, uh, right, okay, what's this um, what happening here? So what happened in the original? Remind, well, not remind me, but tell me what happened in the original. They were the first ever family. Ever. In the world. So there are no humans. Cavemen. They are humans. No, there were no other humans. 
It was just them. I watched it ten years ago, well, seven years ago, and I haven't seen it since. Okay, don't so, ask me anything. So now, now the the I don't know, moving house or something, and the family. Yeah. And they, so they they stumble upon a much better world where civilization has started to uh, appear, and they uh, meet and befriend and become friendly with uh, another family who are the Bettermans. Uh, yeah. You see what they've done there? Because they are better men. Yeah. And women. So, yeah, there you go. They should have been called the better men and woman. So I, I, I recognised uh, Mr. Nicholas Cage's voice there mm-hmm. as the father. Who else Who else have we got voice acting in, in The Croods 2, A New Age? Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Stowe, Reynolds, there you go. Leslie Mann, Peter Dinklage. Wow. Catherine Keener, Kelly Marie Tran. Quite a few people that you may or may not have heard of. Randy Tom. That's an unfortunate name. Yeah, it sounds like Randy is an adjective being used to describe yeah, a person Yeah, rather than his Tom. name. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we've got... Uh, was the big saber-toothed tiger, was that in the original? Don't ask me. All I remember is they were a caveman family. Okay. This is an incredibly long trailer. It's like eight minutes long. Eight, twelve days long. Mm-hmm. It just goes on and on. It tells you all the first act of the film... And all the second act. And then all the second act, and leads you up to the third act. Yeah. And then that is pretty much, it shows you the first hour. It's absolute bonkers. Well. What is the point? It always happens with children's trailers, because parents want to know the full plot of the film. The whole film. Because they can tell. No, because the parents aren't the ones there to enjoy it. The kids are. And that's not the sort of kids' film that should exist. The best kids' films tickle the... Uh, yeah, the parents and parents yeah, well. and the children. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The bloody parents who are paying. Yeah. We're entertain them as well. Dad. And they'll take them back. Yeah. Anyway, there's some very colourful characters, fun characters. I actually thought, just for a moment there, they were going to do something quite brave and have a... A young lesbian couple there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's and just it kind of teased that. And then, yeah. And then it's like, oh no, there's a boy. So I'm going to be getting off with the boy instead. Yeah. Because you can't have that, obviously, because it's a children's film. You can't be, oh, showing children about same-sex relationships. Goodness me. What is the world coming yeah. to? Goodness me. Anyway, The Croods 2 is out when? It's out maybe soon. 2020 on the... Oh, it's the 29th of January, 2021. Okay, so one of those has been probably been pushed back. Uh, What what, Is it going to get a a cinematic release or is it going straight to some kind of streaming service? I highly doubt it because America are still in high lockdown. And as of today, we in the Northwest are Uh, in big lockdown too. Yeah, big lockdown. Yeah. Big, big lockdown. So yeah. you may know you might get more radio programs. Who knows? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have uh, no vested interest in this. I didn't see the first one. I don't care. I watched this, and it just irritated me. That it's such a long trailer that gives everything away. And if that is the best it's got to offer, then I have no interest. Thumb down. Uh well, yeah. I don't really care about it. But I'm a sucker for, like, really colourful grass and jungle scenery. <laughs> like, it looks cool. Colourful grass, that's what yeah. I like. Like, when they're in the, the funny It does land, look nice. It, it does look nice. Cool. Yeah. Jungles are really cool. 
Yeah, colourful jungles. I like colourful grass. That's I'm starting what to I rethink like. my favourite colour. I think it might be like a, a turquoisey green. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, you heard for it here sharing. First. Anyway, for sharing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm still going to give it a thumbs down. I don't okay. care. Good. Last trailer then. Trailer number five is is The Mandalorian, series two. Right. Okay. So we watched, obviously, the original series. Me, you and your mama. You. Your mama. And it was kind of hit and miss. There's some good episodes and some there. Uh, so overall, it was just kind of all right. Yeah. Yeah. It was some good bits about it. Nice soundtrack, great great visuals, great VFX, you know. Editing was good in some episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I think you've always just got that problem because you've got this guy with a helmet on. It's like it's difficult to connect with the lead character because we just don't care about him, really. So that's probably why you've got the baby going around with him. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, you know, he's he's not done anything yet. So we can't really connect to that other than going, oh, baby Yoda. Oh. Yeah. It's, you've got a cute guy and a cool guy. And that's, that's a pretty good much their entire sort of thing. Yeah, that's pretty much but their entire thing. Neither of them really do anything except no. be cool and be cute. No. So what you need, maybe, maybe he needs some kind of proper psychic well, or who, foil. Well, there are the Somebody other, with personality. The other characters that show up, you've got... Um, you are reliant on that, aren't you? You've got, what's his name, Carl Weathers' character. Yeah. And you've got Gina Carano's character. Yeah. Those two are sort of In it, fine. Yeah. They're not much either, really. Okay, so the trailer for the second series has got some nice-looking visuals. We've got some X-Wings. We've Snow. Got, we've got Snow. The Sea. Yeah. So some, Aliens. Yeah, a wrestling match. Um, we've got um, what's it? Uh, tie fighters with the wings fold up. That mm-hmm. was quite good. They've got um, speeder bikes jumping off cliffs. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, knife to the heart. And that, some of these. That's gonna hurt. The first series was sort of like, we're we gonna go to Tatooine. We're we gonna go to this. It kind of looks like Endor. This planet. We're going to this. Yeah, this seems to be going to hopefully. places that we are not familiar with. Like yeah. we haven't seen an underground wrestling ring in any of the Star Wars films. No. We haven't seen a weird, stormy, dark sort of place in now, Star Wars. As you, as you pointed out earlier, that is, you know, with the amount of scope you've got here, you, you know, you've got carte blanche to do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to get some, you know, play some fan service and, and like that instantly comes up as we're, as I'm saying that. You've got a sand, a, a sand person on a banther. Tusken Raider. Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, that's fine, but... You know, we want to see that you've got loads of options to do new and original things, so why not do that? Well, unfortunately, lots of the news that have come out about Mandalorian Series 2 is we're doing Ahsoka from the cartoon. We're doing... I I don't know any of the names. They're doing all the cartoon characters from, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels. They're showing up in this as live-action versions. Uh, What's-his-face? Rex? Captain Rex? The the clone with the beard? Mm. Um... Maybe Boba Fett. What? They're bringing back, like... How can Boba Fett... Announced, like, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 Clearly, this is set after yeah. Jedi. Well, in... And he was eaten in the pit of Sarlacc. Yeah. Well, in the book Star Wars Aftermath, which I've read... Yeah. Um, you, there is a sand crawler that has Boba Fett's armour in it. So, they're what they call the Jawas yeah. obviously at some point recovered the armour oh Boba that'd be Fett good so you get like a dead. little Jawa dressed up as Boba Fett instead 
No, not a joke. That'd be good. A little joke. He's like a little miniature, miniature Boba Fett. So in, in this book, there's like a sheriff who polices this small town, town on Tatooine and he wears parts of Boba Fett's armour. Oh, right, okay. So they will probably either bring him in or they'll just disregard the book like they usually do. But the, the, if they're going to bring some characters, they could bring some cool ones in that, you know, the... Bosk. Bosk. Yeah. Well, it's the guy with the... I know who he is. No, I'm talking about a different guy now. The guy, he's got like bandages around his head and he's got a gun. What's that guy called? Oh, yeah, I don't know. One of the bounty hunters. Yeah. There was four, wasn't there? Because we had IG-88, didn't we? Well, we didn't, but we had a different one. Or they could bring in Dr. Afra from the comics. Dr. Afro. Great character. She's like an archaeologist. She's like oh, Han Solo. She's like in Indiana space. Jones in no, space. Not Han Solo. Yeah. Indiana Jones in space. She's okay, cool. but we got some Jedi's here, which is interesting. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he needs to deliver Yoda to the Jedi for some reason. Uh, uh, so when have the Jedi's died out? Because this is obviously then, and by the time we go in, you know, into Force Awakens, which is I don't know what, how long that is. Between Jedi and Force Awakens, 60 years or something like that? 2030. 20 to 30 years. Okay, well, that's not long, is it? And they're still knocking about now. So how long after Jedi is this? Is it immediately after? I think it's seven or eight years after Well, there Jedi. you go. So we only got 20 years before they all completely disappear? Well, no. Most of the Jedis die in the prequels with Order 66. Yeah. And then there are a few in the galaxy that escape, yeah. namely like... None of them spring to mind. Yeah. But then you get Luke and Leia in the sequels, and then Luke trains Kylo Ren and his lot, but then yeah. they all turn evil. So yeah. there is a high chance that yeah. at some point in this era, there are Jedi that escaped Order 66 who start their own. I suppose. I suppose the baby. different offshoots. The baby's a Jedi, isn't he? Yeah. There you go. But in the time of. The film Star Wars: The Last Jedi. There is only one Jedi. That's, that's right. Ray. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mandalorian. What are you doing with your thumb? I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle as well. Yeah. So let's have a recap, and then we'll pick our trailer of the week. Number f- number first was Mank. Mm-hmm. You gave a thumb up to. I gave a thumb in the middle. Mm-hmm. Invincible, which you gave a thumb down to. I gave a thumb in the middle. The 355, which you gave a thumb up to, I gave a thumb in the middle. The Crudes, A New Age, two thumbs down. And The Mandalorian, two thumbs in the middle. Okay, so we can never really judge that, uh, obviously, that normally that would be that you give the one that you gave a thumb up to would be your choice of the yes. week. But that never usually happens. So I'm going to stick with one of my two thumbs up, and I'm going to go with Mank. Oh. Predictable, but there you mm-hmm. go. I'm going to give it to... Oh, the page. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I know. I'm going to give it to the Mandalorian. Okay, what a surprise. I, what do you mean? I wasn't even expecting that. Was you not? I was. No. Well, okay. you know me more than I know myself, obviously. Really? So that was trailers. trailers. What have we been watching and what have we been doing, someone? We've been doing too many things. What have been reading? What have been watching? What have been watching? What have been reading? What you've been reading, what you've been watching, what you've been watching, what you've been reading, what you've been watching. Yes. And doing. Yeah, and doing. (laughs) It's what we've been doing, where we talk about what we've been doing. And what we've been doing. It's technically right, but it's not 
literally right. Now, what we've been watching and what we've been reading, mm -hmm. not doing. We, we've been doing the reading and doing the watching, but there you go. So, where do you want to start? Should we start with some reading material? No. Okay, Actually, then let's... Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's start with some reading material. What have you been reading? I have been reading a absolutely enormous book. A big, chungus a book? A big, weighty tome. Uh, Amped Kind by Charlie Kaufman. You know Charlie Kaufman from not, his not, films. Not personally. From his films. Name some Charlie Kaufman films that he's either written or directed there. Kaufman Cocker. or Kaufman? Because I would have said Kaufman because I do German. And it seems to be a German name. Uh, but he's an American. But it seems to be a German name. He's an American and if Jew. if you were to say it Germanly, you would say Kaufman. Germanly? Okay. Kaufman. Yes. Charlie Kaufman. Okay. You name me some Charlie Kaufman films. He has done the film Being John Malkovich. That's he right. He wrote that. Yes. He did uh, the puppet one. The puppet one I've that seen. is What's it called <laughs> Anomalisa. Anomalisa. He has yeah, yeah, yeah. done human, human nature. Human nature. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That's one of them. Uh, what's the one with Nick Cage and Nick Cage? Adaptation. Adaptation. And what's I'm the one I can of never? Things. Yes, the new, the new one. And what's the one with? Um... Synecdoche, New York. That's not how I pronounce it. Synecdoche. I'm not saying that's how you should pronounce it. I said that's not how I pronounce it. How do you pronounce <laughs> Cynic it? Cynic Doc. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyway, that one. And he's doing. And the reason and the reason I want you to do that one last is because that is probably the one it, uh, the book most resembles. So this is his first foray into... Um, Prose. A, yes, into a novel rather than a screenplay. And it is very similar to that, where it starts off with some kind of narrative and a character and draws you in and then it just just i don't know it's just like a dream so it has the narrative structure of a dream which as you know from a dream is all over the goddamn place I bloody love dreams. but we just kind of accept it don't we that we just walked from one place to another place and mm -hmm. turned into somebody else i had a dream last night i was talking about this with a friend i had a dream last night where I was hanging out with some people. Two of those people were real. One of them wasn't. There you go. I woke up. Well, the, well, the guy that wasn't real is a very. He was a very fat boy. And I woke up and I was like, Oh yeah, I haven't spoken to that fat boy in a while. And I thought about it. I was like, He's not real. He's not a real person. This dream tricked me into thinking I had a friend that isn't real. There you go. So that's what dreams do, and that's what Charlie Kaufman's writing is like. It plays about with this notion of what is reality and what isn't reality. Mm -hmm. And that is basically the entire thread of this 705-page book. A very neatly packed, not much uh, in the way of... <laughs> um, well, the structure is it's just like one big paragraph for like seven pages. It's very strange so is in, it, in the way it's is it a chore to read or is it very no well i thought it was going to be but it's also just like charlie kaufman's work it's equally exasperating and bloody hilarious at the same time mm -hmm. so yeah the the chuckles or the strangeness keeps you going uh i'm not sure um i'd recommend it to anybody unless you know what charlie kaufman is 
and what it's like. What he is. What he is, what he's about. A machine. Yeah. A brain machine. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, that's that's one of the threads in it. Brainio, where you, <laughs> where you have, um, uh, like, your dreams are, are like, um, implanted into you and become, like, uh, movies. So it's Brainio. Brainio. Do your dreams become movies? Yeah. Or So they put movies in your head yeah. or they turn your dreams into yeah. movies? Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in it. I mean, there's also uh, President Trump's in there uh, as um, a, a, a robot. Uh, president who um yeah he's, he's he also uh well he, he isn't to begin with he, he is president trump to begin with and then he gets himself a robot friend who is exactly the same as him it's a it's a recreation of president trump in robot form but the robot takes over yeah but he falls in love with himself it's very strange very you lost me a little very, bit there at the end. it's very strange it's all over the place but it actually follows well follows is probably the wrong word the central character the protagonist is a film critic who despises charlie kaufman films and loves judd apatow films ah. <laughs> you see where he's going with this one yeah yeah so, is so that a dig at judd apatow clearly and uh, it's it's quite funny it's quite funny in, in a lot of respects and he and he he, he mocks and takes the piss out of um, a lot of filmmakers in there as well. But, you know, from the point of view that this this uh, film... Well, actually, he's taking the piss out of film critics as well. Is he doing because it he, because... He, he hates Charlie Kaufman, this guy. He hates Christopher Nolan. He hates loads of these really good filmmakers. He thinks they're all rubbish. But Judd Apatow is a genius. <laughs> Did you know that Christopher Nolan's brother, Matthew Nolan... Yeah. ...is in jail? Really? Because he was a hitman or an assassin or something like that he killed a very rich businessman well there you go there's always uh, somebody who diversifies within the family uh, in their career mm-hmm. yeah not everybody has to work in the entertainment industry do they mm-hmm. no could have been a banker could have been a fireman but no he's a hitman cool and obviously not a very good one that's cool mm. maybe that's why lots of Nolan films are about hitman. bad people yeah maybe and kill people. Maybe. So that's what I read. What did you read? I read The Ten of Swords, colon, Creation. That's not a catchy title, is it? Well, the colon isn't usually meant to be read aloud. I'm not quite sure why I did it. And there's also another vert at the beginning. I just sort of thought it would make the title more interesting. X which... of Swords, Creation. It's ten of Swords. It's why a... is it ten? It's the Roman numeral. Yeah, but why is X. it? I, I'm assuming it's the X-Men, isn't it? Damn, yeah, it is. It is. It's there X-Men. you go. But I thought that if I said it like that, it would sound. Uh, what's it, the what, word? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be an X-Men story, which clearly it is, because that's all you read mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, so it's a very strange. It's part one of a twenty-two part story, um, where I've told. I've said this on the podcast before. The X-Men, their current status quo is that they live on a living island and everyone can live forever and they're very peaceful and they're separated from humanity in their own little bubble on this living island called Krakoa. Well, a bubble's a good idea in this day and age, isn't it? It is, yeah. So <clears throat> it turns out there is a gateway between Krakoa and Krakoa's evil brother, Arako. Arako Obama. Arako. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to get there, you have to go through the other world, which is an Alan Moore creation, I believe, from when he wrote Captain Britain. It's this big cornucopia between different realities and stuff like that, 
for all the realities that are in between the two realms of Krakoa and Arako. And they're being destroyed by some evil people who it turns out are the children of Apocalypse, the Egyptian god played by Oscar Isaac in the movie X-Men Apocalypse. Right. So it turns out his original horsemen, you know, pestilence, death, the other two, they are War. war, famine. Yep, they are his children, his biological children, and they want blood, they want Apocalypse dead. So there's this big battle, and Opal Luna Saturnine, who is the High Magistrix of the Otherworld, is like, Oi, Krakoa and Arako, you guys need to sort out this beef, you need to sort this out. So they're like, right, all of you, go on a quest, get ten magical swords, meet us back here in a few days, and you'll have a big duel. So... This team of 10 X-Men with swords and it's a team of 10 battlers of Arako with cool swords. So why don't, why don't somebody cheat and just turn up with a machine gun and go, ah, we win. Because it's like some psychic soul bond or something, it'll probably kill them if they break the ancient rules of oh, Otherworld or something nonsense. like that. So there's pants. What? Go on. So it's, it's got great art by a Mr. Pepe Laraz. Pepe. And Marte Grecia, who are impeccable on the top of their game. And it uses a lot of B-list characters, like the main team that go into Otherworld. They're, they're there to rescue Eunice the Untouchable, which I think is quite funny, because he's a character that is untouchable. His superpower is he can't be touched. So he is a, jo- <laughs> he is a joke character. And they're risking the entire... Has he got, like, big baggy trousers He as just well. looks like a do, normal do, guy do, do, do. in, like, do, a red morph suit. Do, do. So he's he's one of the most useless characters ever, and they're risking the safety of their island to rescue him. So Apocalypse go in, Beast and Angel, Polaris and Havoc, Monet. Monet? What, the artist? No, Monet Saint-Croix. <laughs> Croix! Yeah. Monet Saint-Croix. <laughs> she is strong. Okay. That's and, a good superpower. Very original. And Rockslide. And Rockslide? S- <laughs> he's cool. And Summoner, who is another... I think he's the grandson of Apocalypse. He is is like, that his power? I'm a grandson. His power is that he is... I don't know, I don't know, actually. Probably psychicism well, or something. Summoner. Does he not just bring forth things from other places? I think he's come, called, I think he's come called here. Summoner because that's a cool name. Oh. Yeah. Is it? No. Okay. It's And it's there's a bunch of weird stuff with tarot cards in there as well, like Opal Luna, Saturnine, Magistrix of the... Summit or other is like tarot cards. We've got the Ten of Swords. We've got the, ah, the Four of, the four from, of Cups it? or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's all very strange. And I don't usually like magic stuff. And the magic stuff in here is not my thing. But when it's got the cool fighting. I like cool fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. good. I, I enjoy it. Okay. So that's X of Swords. Ten of Swords. Creation. Ten of Swords. Creaton. Okay, so that's what we've been reading. What have we been watching? Buckets of things. Yeah, where are you going to start then? We'll start with Dark Phoenix, I think. Okay. It's the first thing on our list that everybody watched. Me, you, Mama Biggs, <clears throat> Son too. <laughs> Pardon you. Sorry, Dark Phoenix just brings that brings that reaction out. Uh, me. Makes you flatulent. I actually didn't hate it as much this time. The first time I watched it in cinemas on my own, I didn't really like it. But now I just think it's boring and fine. It was dull. Mm. It was just dull, wasn't it? It's really, got... really dull. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's got things oh. to like in it. Like Beast is good in it, I think. Uh. Other than when he tries to kill Jean Grey. Uh. And Magneto and Professor X are good in it, but they, you know, yeah. do the same Let's thing they always do. Let's play Jessica. Good. You know, Jessica Chastain accepted the role of Vuck or what? Margaret. What did you say? Vuck. V-U-K, uh. Vuck. Uh. You know, everyone's favourite X-Men villain, Vuck. Uh, what the Vuck? Yeah. She accepted the role because she thought it was an empowering female role, which okay. doesn't make any sense at all, considering she doesn't do a single damn thing in the film other than convince Jean Grey, Oi, I want your powers, mate. Give me your bloody powers. Rubbish. An original cut of the film, House. they were going to be scrolls. You know the ones from Captain Marvel? Right. But then Captain Marvel came out, and they were like, we, we have to change this. Our film is too similar to Captain Marvel. So instead of making them scrolls, they made them the Dabari, or the Broccoli people, as comics readers know them as. And they filmed the entire third act. Instead of being in space, they refilmed it so it was on a train. Because uh, what's more interesting than going to space? Trains. 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 Yeah. Nightcrawler goes on a killing spree because a security guard who's known for five minutes, who was a fan of him, dies. Yeah. And Cyclops says the F word in a very forced sort of manner. Yeah. And... Mystique dies. Yeah. Spoilers. Who cares? No one cares. Okay. This film grossed like 25 cents in yeah. the box office. It it's was rubbish anyway. Move on. Out. We hated it. We really, well, not even hated it. We didn't even feel that strongly about it. Mm. It was just like, whatever. You know what was good about it? No. Me neither. Good. Next. What did you watch? Oh, I've been watching a few things. Did you? Surprise? Yeah. Really? I watched uh, and and on my own as well. So American Lona. Summer, which was reminded me of the boy way back and that kind of coming of age, uh, sort of nostalgic American summer camp type thing, with some nice humour and some nice uh, performances. Uh, it was it was just perfectly okay. It was a nice little watch. Um, what uh, anybody in it? Right. Um, You're asking yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was in it. Bring it up on IMDb for me. There was there was one famous person in it that you go, oh yes, I've heard of them, and the rest is just like, no, I don't, I don't know who that is. Uh, but oh, yeah, you've changed Google to now safesearch.norton.ask.com, Dad. Oh yeah. Now a bunch, now nothing comes. I have, I ever. haven't done that. I haven't done that. It just does that itself. It's not this one, is it? Yeah. Is no, it? no, 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 no. No, it was on, um, I watched it on uh, Now TV, as you do, and Imftabi, Imftabi, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Um, is it this film here? That's the one. Uh, Michael Gray, yeah, he directed it, wrote it, produced it, slide on up. Huh, it's not this, it's clearly, because it's only got one person in the cast. Yeah, that's not it. American. So, so uh, clearly, clearly, it's a, it's a film. Where does it even come up? Are you sure this is what it's called? Yeah, maybe it had a different title. In the states. Oh. Who, right, who's in it? Oh, you don't that's, know. That's you don't what know who's I was trying to remember. Um. Oh, we'll have to come back to it. Who, who directed remember. it? I can't remember. 
was, what was it about? It was about a, a young boy going to a, a, a summer camp. A uh, little chunky fella with curly hair. And it uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't what's his face, but it was a bit like him. <laughs> not helping, am I? <laughs> wasn't what's his face. Listen, this was months, like months ago I watched this. And I, don't, I don't remember. If it, was, it was me, about a month and a half ago. Okay, that's a long time in the world of watching. And um, I'm trying to remember who the parents were. What decade? Because that would give it away. And uh, I'm sure it was... It, well, it's fairly new. It was set in... I can't remember. Yeah. Let's move on. And no, then we'll come gonna, back we need to get to the bottom of this. Right, I'm going to go on Google instead of Norton Safe Search. Okay. So it's... Uh, American Summer. Uh, it was on Now TV. Maybe maybe put that in there. Maybe that would help. Oh, good call. Mm, yeah. American Summer, Now TV. Yeah. Oh. Is it available? There it is! Donald Sutherland! And okay. oh, and uh, Luke this Wilson. Guy. Yeah, okay. There you go. Right. Okay, I got that. See, look, little chunky curly hair fella. Right, so now I'm going to go on IMDb Thanks. again. And I'm going to search for Donald Sutherland. Yeah. But that, it is called that, isn't it? So I wonder if it did have a, a different uh, title in the States. Like Donald Sutherland. Yeah. I told you that's a famous people. I couldn't remember to save my life, of course. Now it's all coming back to me. Donald Sutherland. There he is. Donny the Sutherland. So what year do so you think? So we're only talking... It's a call American there Summer. There you go. So why didn't that come up on the list? It's not. It's called Measure Man. There you go. No, Measure of a Man. Measure of a Man. Is its original title. So there you go. It was called Ooh. something different. Jim Loach is the director. Also, it's not got many people who've watched it or reviewed it. So and there you go. So it's not. It's, yeah, Judy Greer is in it as well. Uh, like I say, Luke Wilson uh, is the dad. And uh, yeah, it's just this young lad who, who who just kind of comes of age at summer camp. Uh, he gets bullied. He he. Uh, he's a chunky kid who's girl. not that kid. He's the other one, but he's a bit like that kid. Yeah, I was thinking of Jonah Hill. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Super bad. Kind of reminiscent of that looks wise, and it it's just it's just quite a nice little nice little film, and it's uh, it's got some good performances, and that's all there is to it. And it's eventually come back to me. Once we found out who was in it, yes, yeah. So twenty eighteen, it was. What it was did you remember about it when I when I said the title? Um, just uh, I remember then it was Donald Sutherland that was in it who plays, um, and he he goes to fix his uh, house. Or he lives in a massive old summer house, okay. And when they go on holiday to the summer camp and whatever, or uh, um, the lad gets a summer job there helping just around the house and he realises that this kid is absolutely useless but he, he does him a favour so it's like the way way back but it's slightly different yeah slightly different it's very much similar so I wouldn't like saying. it then probably you wouldn't you know you wouldn't like it now because coming of age films are boring okay so alright because you're living it be an adult or be a kid pick one yeah okay go on number two was Manhunter so me and your mama we watched Manhunter the brilliant uh, <coughs> first ever <coughs> time we see um the uh cannibal hannibal the cannibal on screen played by brian cox rather than anti hopkins brian cox of being an astronaut fame no brian cox the actor who was in x-men 2 yes i know who you meant yeah, it's called is. comedy Dad, all right look it up all right <laughs> um well i need to i'm db um 
Yes, yeah, so Manhunter is uh, based on the uh, Thomas Harris novel uh, Red Dragon, which of course they then remake it as mm-hmm. Red Dragon with Edward Norton. And it's absolutely pointless because this is a far better version and adaptation. But they needed to do it because they needed to get What's-His-Face to play Hannibal again. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Brian Cox, is, I think, is, is much more believable. He's not as... Because when Anthony Hopkins does it, it's really ridiculously camp and, and like, I'm a villain, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat your liver. <laughs> yeah, whereas Brian Cox plays him which is far more sinister as kind of a normal, in inverted commas, person who just kind of then switches off and goes into kind of like really the, scary mode. You should put the normal in inverted commas, not person, because he is a person. It's the normal, person. It's, it's normal that she's debating <laughs> Did I put person in inverted commas? I think so. Oh, I don't think it I wasn't did. very clear. You say right. in the middle of the two words. All right, it sounded okay. like you were putting person in Yeah, no, well, no, well, definitely the normal part. Anyway, that, that's Manhunter, uh, Michael Mann's brilliant version of Thomas Harris's book, The Red Dragon. Dragon. Yes. Okay. What else did we watch as a familia? We watched School of Rock. Ah, that's more like it. A bit of light-hearted entertainment. Jack Black being Jack Black, Mm -hmm. as only Jack Black can be Jack Black. Yes. Jablinski Games himself. Right. So he is uh, a slacker who wants to be a rock and roll hero uh, and play in bands, and that's all he wants to do, but he can't. He keeps winding people up, and he keeps getting thrown out of bands. And he ends up cheekily uh, taking over the job of his flatmate as a substitute teacher. And he becomes a substitute music teacher. And the kids love him. And it's a good, bloody good story about, um, yeah, overcoming obstacles and all that kind of thing. And it's a feel-good comedy. I was surprised because I like Jack Black and I like films. (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't expect it to be just a little sort of little thingy, you know. But I really bloody enjoyed it. I thought well, it was a great. Do you know why? Wholesome. So this kind is obviously just like a commercial project. But the, I think the difference is not only just Jack Black, who is brilliant because he's just like larger than life to say the least. He's a legend. Yes, he he's brilliant. And but it's also directed by Richard Linklater as well. Mm-hmm. Who that's what makes the difference. What makes it a slightly more interesting. Uh, comedy than it normally would be in maybe the hands of just some schmuck some schmuck absolutely yeah so it's a we'd we'd never actually seen it even though it was released in like 2005 or something Mm -hmm. we'd never actually got around to watching it and we did and all four of us liked it Mama Biggs was disappointed she wasn't if you weren't paying attention she was like that wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be because Mama Biggs I don't know if you know she doesn't like children <laughs> she did like it. What are you talking about? She enjoyed no, it. No, she said that wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. No, it that's finished. not what she said. That's the opposite of what she said. That's the complete opposite of what she said. You weren't oh, listening. I wasn't listening then. Clearly. She what? said she said that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Well I think I'm right. So what we'll last... ask her afterwards. Yeah. And right. then we'll update you guys next okay. episode okay. on whether or not Mama Biggs was underwhelmed or overwhelmed by okay. School of Rock. <laughs> okay, what else did we watch? I watched something else on my own. This Loser, one I can remember. Lona. The Fisher King. So this is Terry Gilliam's uh, Oscar nominated and Oscar winning film. Ooh. Yeah. Starring uh, Jeff Bridges as a uh, 
Fisher. Shock Jock Radio DJ. Relatable, that's like us. We're yeah, radio yeah. on Earth's Radio. Yeah, Earth's Radio himself. And he uh, deliberately winds people up and says offensive things. And it, we do that. Yeah, and it, um, well, it goes too far one night. And a man who he kind of like eggs on ends up murdering a load of people in a restaurant. Cool. Yes. Who does that again? I wasn't one really of listening. them, and one of them was his own. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, so, and that obviously destroys his career. Okay. And then he he's on a downward spiral, and he ends up working in a video store. But this this woman uh, takes him in. And she's actually, uh, she, I can't remember, god damn, I can't remember the name of the actress's name now. Joe Brand? No. Anyway, she was the one who won the uh, Oscar for uh, Best Supporting Actress, and she is brilliant. And so she takes him in, and she runs the video store, and he's still an absolute, he just feels sorry for himself, and he's still arrogant, and he's drunk, and he's still rubbish. And then he ends up, uh, like... You think he's, he's at a real low ebb and you think he's going to kill himself and he gets beat up and mugged by a couple of yuppies uh, in the middle of New York and uh, Robin Williams enters the fray who saves him who's a homeless guy with mental health issues and uh, Robin Williams is as usual Robin Williams he's brilliant he's, he's incredibly warm and caring and lovely and damn funny at the same time and oh, it then follows him bringing him back to life basically as a human being and they, they kind of help each other out. And there's still other obstacles within the way. Uh, there's other problems and issues. And he hasn't quite got over it when he learns that, spoiler, that Robin Williams' wife was one of the people who was at the restaurant and got blown away. Cool. Okay. And that is The Fisher King. It's brilliant. It's got some amazing set pieces in it as well. And it, as it's a Terry Gilliam film, it's also got some fantasy stuff in there. So... Um, What's it? Uh, Robin Williams' character kind of thinks, you know, he's, he's he, he has delusions, and so we, we bring up the uh, the fantasies that are in his head to life. So obviously Terry Gilliam then does that literally. Terry Gilliam's cool. Life. Yeah, he's great. He's he's a real cool interesting director. And uh, there you go. That's Fish King. Thoroughly enjoy it. We watched Rogue One again. Again, we did, didn't we? We just out of I don't the know. blue. Yeah. Out yeah. Of, out of the blue. Because it was all right. I quite enjoyed it actually. I probably enjoyed it more than I did the second time. Every and more time than I watch, did the first time. Every time you watch Rogue One, it gets a little it's a tiny, tiny bit, bit better. Actually, yeah. yeah, it's sort of like a a grower, you know? Mm. It grow it grow Rogue One a Star mm, Wars story. It doesn't quite work. It does, it does. Just go with it. Yeah. Mm, okay. But I still have my issues grow with one. it. Which is I don't, really care. I don't really care about any of the characters other than Jin, really, to be honest. Yeah, because Cassian's a bit of a tool, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Bo- and the other two Bodhi aren't Rook. really... Yeah, they're and, not really uh, in it enough, are they? So. Chirrut Iwu. Yeah. And... Uh, Ip-Man and, and his mate. They're, yeah. they're not really in it as much. Yeah. They could be utilised a little bit more. Anyway, it's all right. It's quite good. It's all right. What else do you watch? Clue. Oh, now then. Interesting. So I thought, I, I remember this when it came out because it was very interesting because they um, released this film with five different endings at the cinema. And three different endings. Or whatever. We've we several... watched all of them. How okay. could you think there was more than Well, I don't know. There was a, a few different alternate endings. Several alternate endings. Three. All right? 
Yeah, but they didn't release them all with the film. They released them separately in different regions, in different places, in different cinemas with one of those endings that's, and didn't tell people. That's like what I did with the EP, me and uh, my mate. We put yeah, that's track exactly on each the one. same. Yeah, yeah. When I, discs that I burnt have an exclusive track on it. Discs that he burnt have an exclusive track on it. Well, the difference here was this was a huge hit. What, not to me. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's got a it's got a good cast in it. You've got um, Thingy and Tim Curry. Tim Curry, great, and it, whatever he does, and then you've got other people as well. Probably. Yeah. It's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery based on the game Cluedo, or as they call it in the states, Clue, which is why the film's called. Do they call it that Clue. in the states? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe Cluedo doesn't make any sense. It's a made-up word. And maybe that's why uh, it's called Cluedo in this country, because they don't have the rights. Anyway, so there you go. It's based on that. And you've got the same characters, uh, Miss Scarlet and uh, Colonel Mustard and all that kind of thing. And it's really not funny. It's supposed to be a comedy, and it's just stupid and annoying. The best part about it is the, the weird sort of what's experimental nature of the three endings mm. but when you're watching all three of them back to back you don't get the same effect because what it does is it plays one ending but then it's got a little card that says but this is how it also could have happened and then it plays another scene and then it's like but this is how it really happened and then it plays another yeah. ending and yeah. it doesn't really work it doesn't engage at all so you don't really care about the mystery and obviously they don't care about the mystery because they just give you three different endings and say, well, it could be that, could be that. Could and the characters that. in the movie don't care about the mystery because it's a comedy and they make jokes about everything. That's right. So, so in, it's just no one cares. Just yeah. So why, if if the people who made it don't care, people who in it don't care, why the hell should we? We didn't move on. Righty ho. Next was. Men in Black International, me and mum watched... No, I... Just you? Yeah, no, no, it was me and mum. Me and mum. Your mum or my mum? My, your mum. <laughs> your mum. Me and my wife watched it. Me and mum Vicks watched it. And um, it was one of those that just came on the telly and we just kind of left the telly on. Mm-hmm. And I think we were just both so tired that we couldn't be bothered moving or even turn the telly off. And... That pretty much sums it up. So Chris Hemsworth takes on the Will Smith role, and Tessa w- Thompson. Thompson, I don't know what you Tessa Wyatt, who's that's definitely not her. Tessa Thompson plays the. Um, oh, actually, it's more the other way yes. around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is Billy it, Dean Williams. What's his name? He's got three names. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones' character, the established man in black. And Tessa Thompson is more the will. But it's a woman Smith in black one. this time. It's a yeah. forced Wall gender. One man in black. Anyway, it's it's really the same as the other three films. Does absolutely nothing different. And it was just there. Were uh, they international? Where did they go? Well, first of all, Hems was supposed to be British. And so is Tessa Thompson because she actually is British. And they they start off in, in the Britain... And they go to Paris. So there you go. Oh. International. That is international. There but the go. original men's in the blacks were American. That's right. And they're, they're in New York. And, and they do go to New York. And Emma Thompson's in it again. 
who of course is also English, mm-hmm. but she was the head of New York, wasn't she? And um, Michael Jackson has a cameo in one of them. He's yeah. a, he's oh, a man you in have, black. you have the same forced terrible joke in this one. Can I guess so, who it is? Is it yeah. Cardi B? No. Is it's, it Ed Sheeran? No, it's Britain. Stormzy. This is Britain. Stormzy. No, it's Britain. Boris Johnson. No, Piers Morgan. Really? Yeah, he's the alien. Really? Yeah, so he did. So is he is he Piers Morgan or does he play an alien? No, he's Piers Morgan. He plays Piers Morgan. He's Piers Morgan, and they don't. He's not in it. He just referred to me. They show a picture of him and say, "Yeah, that's Piers Morgan." Of course, he's from Planet Whatever. And you go, oh, that explains a few things. <laughs> I don't like Piers Morgan, but that's not funny. No, it's not. You're right. Just like it wasn't funny when they did Michael Jackson way back when. It's like how in the in the Marvel Comics universe, Tommy Wiseau is an alien and he's a wanted criminal who the Guardians of the Galaxy have been hunting for years. Oh, that's just stupid. Anyway, that's what it is. That's what it was. That's why we did it. Next. Knives out. All right, so this was Clue Done Right. It's Clue done really right this is the second time we've seen it yep it's a murder mystery and even though we'd seen it before and we knew who did the crime mm-hmm. we still enjoyed it yeah because it's also funny as well it's funny but it's also well it's constructed cool. it's also got a good plot it's also got some really good characters some that really we good clues in there about. it's got a bunch of clues in yeah <laughs> unlike the film that supposedly has them clue more yeah. like poo. no clue yeah Knives Out, yeah, great. So, uh, Rin Johnson uh, writes and directs, and you've got all those people in it, haven't you? All them people. Got bloody James, James Bond, Bond, yeah. Anna De Armas, yeah. Got Chris Evans, you've Jamie got Lee Curtis, Curtis yeah. Don Johnson, bloody Christopher Plummer. You got that guy from Midnight Special. You got <laughs> Michael Shannon. You got the the Nazi kid. You got. Oh, uh, what's uh, Catherine Langford? What's the the, the girl from um, uh, the Ben girl? What's she called? The French girl oh. from Andy uh, Armas. Andy Armas. Anna Diarmas. Is that how I pronounce it? Is it? Don't know. I thought you said Andy somebody. Andy Armas. Andy Armas. And you've got what's her face? Yeah. Way way back. Tony Collette. That's the one. Mm. Bunch yeah, all, all all great actors, all really watchable, all really good characters, really well put together, thoroughly enjoyable. Looking forward to Knives Out too when that so comes it's out. Be called. It's going to be called Knives In. No, I don't know what it's going to be called. I made that up. You, you were going to do Knives Out, then Knives In, then Shake It All About. Uh, possibly the the threequel. Next, what do we watch? Onward. Onward. Yes, Onward. yes. Get on with it. Come on. What do you watch? They added it to Disney Plus. They did. It's two brothers. It's they're elves. Chris Pratt and it's Tom Holland That's and they're elves. Right. And Tom Holland turns sixteen. That's right. And their mum is like, "Oi, boys, look at this. Your dad, who is dead, said to give you this when you both turn sixteen. It's a big stick." That's right, because he believed in magic, the old ways. And mm-hmm. um, Big Brother, uh, played by Chris Pratt, voiced by Chris Pratt. He he's like into D and D and stuff, isn't he? Big, he, massive he, nerd. Yeah, that's right. And he, he he thinks of magic's being real and everything like that. Of course, what everybody's idiot. moved on from that. The magic days. It's all about iPads now. Yeah, that's right. Forget that's the visitation magic. spells. Ah, right. It's all about podcasts. Anyway, they they uh, they also have a spell with the stick, and the spell is meant to bring back the dad for twenty four hours. But they don't do it right, and they only bring back his legs. Yeah. That's right. So and then a pair of dad legs running right. about, confused. That's right. So the th- two and a half of them go on a road trip. 
to try and get the first the half back because That's they right. need to do it before the 24 hours are up. They need to finish right. the spell. Uh, you've got some hijinks in there. Some and as comedy. Pixar does, it stabs you in the heart. Pulls at your heartstrings That's like right. an evil puppet master. That's right. And it does the biz. As they always do. You've got some nice father and son stuff. You've got some nice brother and brother stuff. That's right. You've got some nice manticore stuff in there Some for the manticores <laughs> watching. <laughs> okay. So that was onwards. It's still available on the old Disney Plus if you've got that particular form. We don't recommend it, Disney Plus, no, do we? No, it's rubbish. It's After all rubbish. the hype you gave out on this particular radio station, well, on this podcast, you were hypey, 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 hypey. It's going to be the best streaming service in the world. It's got Marvel, it's got Star Wars. It's going to be the best thing ever, ever, they ever. they don't do anything with it. They don't put anything new on. Well, when you look at the Disney Plus homepage, first thing you see are the trailer for Mandalorian Series 2. And then all the episodes of The Mandalorian on there individually on the homepage. Because that's the only thing they've got that they can market. They've got that, they've got the right stuff, and they've got Artemis Fowl. That's all they have. Let's not go there. What else did we watch? We watched, well, I watched me. Go on. Son 1. Yeah. I watched Nightcrawler. Oh, X-Men. Shut up, Dad. You're so... I knew you were going to say that. I, I said know. Nightcrawler. You're going to be like, oh, the German guy with the tail and the blue skin. No, it's bloody Jake Gyllenhaal oh, with white skin why Jake Gyllenhaal? and no tail. Yeah. Big disappointment, because I did think it was an X-Men film. Okay. But it isn't. It's a really good critique on the media. He takes pictures of dead people. That's right. But what happens when the dead people... Come to life. That's not what happened. Zombies. <laughs> the dead people are in the wrong position, and he needs to move them to get a better photo or That's a better right. video. Because he, at heart, is about photography. That's he's right. Just... He's a frustrated artistic photographer. Yes. No, he's not. He's a psychopath. He's a nutcase. And he's always, he's talking to Thor's mom, to Rene Russo, like, "Oi, I want a better job." He's a nutter. I want some money, and he's talking to Riz Ahmed, like. Go out there and get the good video. Go That's and risk right. your life. You listen for to me. I know what I'm doing. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really it's it's disturbingly dark and funny, uh, but it's yeah it's 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 got a it's got a wider premise. Mr. Um, Gyllenhaal is a good psychopath. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's a good everything, you know. That he Gyllenhaal is. He's all like that kid. He's he's pretty actually. He's not a kid anymore. He's not Donnie Darko anymore. Is he's he? like eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. What else do you watch? Me and you watch this. Class. Out of nowhere. Out of space. That's right. Muppets in space we watch. Typo, actually. It's called Muppets from space. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone, ca- everyone calls it Muppets in space. Well, that's because... They don't do, you go know why? Space. do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Just answer the damn question. All right. Well, you, you, you need to respond to my I question. I don't know why. There you go. Because in the original... Muppet series, there was a strand, a sketch every week with Miss Piggy, was called Pigs in Space. That's probably why everybody okay. calls it Muppets in Space. But they're not in it space. Was Pigs in Space. They're in a facility or a house or on a lawnmower. They're That's not right. actually in space. And there's some actually funny bits in this. It's fish. It's big flying cosmic fish. <laughs> yes, right. There's um. They do the man in the trench coat. The bear, thing. the bear's good. The bear bear's great. Works at the CIA or whatever. He's good. Gonzo's um, walking around like a idiot, thinking he's an alien. That's right. And Pepe, but he is. I like Pepe and Rizzo. They're they're the best two in this. Mm-hmm. Like, some lab rats. Where they uh, 
Oh, that that's a good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. It's good. It's a good quality Muppet film. It's like the worst one. And it's trying, it, probably, but it's trying to, it's trying to, uh, what's it, um, uh, answer that age-old question we've always thought about, like, is what Gonzo the hell is Gonzo? What the hell is he supposed to be? He's clearly a bird. He's, he's clearly a, like a some sort of bird with a crooked nose. He's a, he's just... Is it though? What is it? What is Gonzo? No one's ever wondered Everyone, that. That's a frog. That's a pig. That's a chicken. That's a rat. What it's the true. hell are you? No, it's it's always been obvious. Why people aren't aren't questioning Gonzo, who looks a lot like a bird? When there's people like Animal, the Manamanaga, Animal. There's the crazier Muppets than Gonzo. Nah. There are millions, loads of what? What? Doctor Teeth. What? A, what about Beaker? What's he? Because he's not a human. He is. He, of course, he is. He's just a gimp. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what else did you watch on your own? Uh, yeah, the, we're moving. Billy Noel, mate. We're moving out of the film section. Okay. We're cr- into. We're at a crossroads. We're not continuing along the film road. We're continuing onto. But what a way to finish the TV. film section with Muppets from Space. It's probably the best film ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I watched both series of The Punisher. Okay. Because as you know. Over lockdown, I tried to watch everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that it now? Have you done everything? I've got one thing left. What's that? And I'm dreading it. What's that? Because it's Inhumans. Oh, right, okay. Which looks abysmal. I don't know if I'll even watch it, because they'll probably retcon it. They'll probably say it's not actually canon. And there's no links to it, apparently, anyway. Uh, So, Punisher, you've got Frank Castle. He's a killer, because he's trying to avenge the death of his wife and his two kids... So he's going, he's going and killing people. He's trying to find a way to bloody avenge the life of his family. He's angry. He's got a gruff voice. He's got a black friend. He's got... <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a t-shirt with a skull on the front of it? He's not got a t-shirt with a skull on the front of it. He's got a, like a... Like a vest, turning, a bulletproof it, uh, vest. Uh, like, is, is he turned him into like black leather like they always do with Marvel characters? Yeah, the the whole the I watched both series. The first series is quite good because it's got it's sort of the conclusion of the him trying to bloody avenge his wife and kids yeah. death sort of thing. And then what does series two do? Just just somebody kill somebody else in his family? No, because he doesn't have any family left. Series two. Uh, gets rid of a few of the more interesting side characters from series one. Uh, the series one villain comes back with a slightly messed up face. He's got like two scars and everyone treats it like he's deformed and he's still <laughs> not like the same sort of guy except with a couple of scars. And there's also like a psychopath therapist. There's a Nazi priest with guns who kills people. There's wow. Nazi priests, yeah. Wow. Um, there's a weird rich family they're trying to cover up that their son who's a mayor or a governor or something is gay they're trying to cover up and they kill a bunch of people and they get the nazi the nazi priest priest guy to kill people oh sounds very plausible girl there's a girl on the run who is smuggling the the photos and all her friends get killed and so you didn't like series two then there's too bloody much going on it sounds stupid there's bank robberies there's everything wrong with everything it's not good series two okay. but series one was watchable was good okay solid what else did we watch mind hunter ah not man hunter which no. you talked about no not so this was you, you, you promised you'd come back to mr fincher 
And here you are. Here I am. Here you okay, are. Okay, so he's here the, we are together. Is this, is this showrunner, is he? No, I think he just directed a, a couple few of episodes. episodes. Right. I thought he had a stronger link to it than that. Nah. Well, there you go. Uh, and this is kind of like the birth of, um, what would you call them? Um, serial killers. No, well, the, the term serial killer, yeah. That obviously has been about for a long, long the, time, you know. It's the birth of investigating into understanding understanding them and using psychoanalysis to solve crimes because mm-hmm. before right. everyone the, the first few episodes everyone's like but they're born that way they're just crazy yeah but crazy they, people they're evil they're they work for the devil that mm-hmm. kind of thing because it's set in the 70s it's not yeah it is it's set in the late 60s moving into the 70s are you sure about that no i'm, I'm pretty sure it's the 70s i'm not i think you're right 1971 was the summer of the Zodiac Killer, I think it was, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got some Charles Manson references in there, but it mostly focuses on the lesser-known, real-life serial killers. Yeah. This is all based on fact rather than fiction, although obviously there is some uh, artistic license going yeah, well, on. I think the, the backstories the of these main characters. characters that we follow, I don't think they're real. No. I think it's just... Fictional characters based around what based the, yeah yeah what happened at the time of the CIA and the FBI mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've got Holden Holden Ford and you've Bill got Tench. Bill and then you've got Wendy Carr and there you go so those three are you three people uh, well they have a boss and they have a, a lackey that they get who's some religious guy uh, Greg Greg yeah the cushy god Greg bloody at the Greg end of it, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it uh, it's a slow burner. That's for sure. Too slow, maybe. M- no, I don't well, mind that. Actually, I don't mind that. I don't the, mind that at all. In the way that time passes, it's actually quite fast. Because in the first three episodes, the 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 the, it, the company develops quite a bit. But in terms of like the arcs of the characters, that's and what right. They do exactly what they do and how they develop on what they actually do themselves is very slow. And also, you think about. What happens if there's no action here or anything like that? The most exciting thing is a car crash, and that's just a little bit of a bang. Yeah, it's all a, it's all a bit, it's all talky, isn't well, it? Well, no, really? the most exciting it's things a lot of talking are going on. Are them the talking to the serial killers about things that have happened in the past because you don't, there's no actual murders that happen, it's no. all them talking to serial killers or viewing pictures of the serial killers' murders. Mm. It is more about them and their lives and how then they interpret that, these these new findings that they're going through. Because they're on the road going to different towns as well. So sometimes one of the cops will pull them up and say, can you have a look at this murder that happened a few weeks ago? Because mm. we have no idea what we're doing. I, I think a lot of these, you know, these series that uh, are like this when they have different directors and maybe, you know, the showrunner is, you know, maybe, I don't know, uh, there's a vision there, but they're always uneven, aren't they? Well, not always, but a lot of these shows are uneven, so they'll be different episodes will feel that oh well, that was a really good one and that was not so good similar to what we said about mandalorian the ones that are the best was, here the ones in the middle very similar yeah yeah i think the middle episodes were the better ones absolutely right it started off quite poorly and it didn't end great either well i thought the best episode was the second to last one but the last one was definitely yeah, one of the it, weakest. Uh, yeah, it was well, weak. David Fincher directed, I think, the first two and the last two. There you go, and I think he's <laughs> and and as uh, you know, as as accomplished as he is, I th- I don't think I don't think he he did a very good job at all. I don't think he did a very good job. I think they were the weakest episodes. I agree with you on episodes one, two, and ten, but I still think nine was a solid one. Mm. Okay. And the but 
So there is a second series of this, isn't there? So yeah. are we are we going to get round to watching it? Are we going to watch it? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Although I do, I have heard it ends on a cliffhanger uh. because it didn't get renewed for a third season. Uh. Because Netflix, they oh, don't like brutal. renewing shows no. <laughs> very much. Anyway, they cancel everything. Okay, that was mine, Hunter. Here's another Netflix show, not as grim. What was it? No, I'd say this is definitely grim. It's no, got, it's not. It's the Chef Show. It's the Chef Show. We talked about favorite. We talked Johnny about Favreau. the best film, which was Muppets from Space. Now we're talking about the best show, the Chef Show. Chef Show. Now, this is five episodes. Yeah, it was a bit it's series, disappointing. Series isn't it? two volumes. Is that one. even a series? There's not even five episodes. Not even any celebrity guests. No. Nope. There's no. Robert Downey Jr. There's no Sam Raimi. There's no Spy Kids guy. It's <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. I know he's called Robert Rodriguez, but he's the Spy Kids guy. Yeah. Or ah. the Shark Boy and Lava Girl guy. That's right. Not even Tom Holland. Okay. So, so yeah. So Johnny Favreau and his mate Roy, they cook up a few meals. There they you go. go. They go to places. Sometimes those two are cooking themselves. Sometimes they go to one of Roy's mates. Though who does something different, like there was some good characters in this. Those two guys in New York, the one oh, with they the really great. bad hair, and the one who was like, if you, New Yorker. if you, he was the New Yorker. He is the most stereotypical, brilliant New York. Hey, how you doing, he's man? There, he's there, there, buddy. Hey, come he's on. He's making pizza. <laughs> I want a pizza. Well. Do you want to go to Delhi? Do you want a you want a boinger? He was he was brilliant. He was, he was the most. <laughs> he was so chill as well because. <laughs> No matter what John did, he was like, Nanny, you're doing it great. Every pizza turns out different. You're doing a great job, kid. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was really funny. So anyway, that's what we watched. Chef Show. It's just as good fun as the other two, three series or whatever they were. On the topic of, on topic of grub. Yeah. And a good old slice of cake. Uh, yeah. We, we've been watching the we've new We've been watching Great Pieces Bake Off. Right, okay. All right. This is weird. I don't think I'd ever watch, ever, ever, ever in my <laughs> lifetime watch reality show. And you know what? Not only have I started watching The Great Bake Off, but I actually quite like it as well. It's good. It's and actually I'll... good. We've, we've been watching it for maybe three or four years at this point. And as much as I love Sandy Toxvig, I think uh, the little fat ball fella, George That's... Dawes there, I think he's he's doing a, a smashing job. I still prefer Sandy. Uh, well, Sandy's brilliant, isn't she? There's somebody shared an amazing video. Uh, it was just two and a half minutes of Sandy Toxley hugging people. It was all the guests coming on at the start of mm -hmm. QI when they introduced to the, to the audience. And as soon as they come on, she just gives them a big hug. And it's, it's lovely because it just shows it from... It's one of the cameras. It's just from the back of Sandy Toxvig every time. And it's just these people loving being hugged by little Sandy Toxvig. The best part two about and a half minutes. Bake Off is that it, it's competitive, but it's not built in a way that you care about the competition. You don't care about the competition, it's no. It's not about the competition. You don't care who wins. You actually just care Because loses. Everyone's, for the most part, is nice. They're yeah. a nice person that you like... And everyone's getting sad about each other leaving. And there's always really good camaraderie. And sometimes there's some awful bakes. Sometimes there's some good bakes. Especially this year. Everyone's doing You know, particularly good, are they? No. They're all a bit rubbish. Well, I'd say they're better than the average baker. It's just they're, giving, they're getting some hard challenges this year. Mm, from maybe. Mr. Hollywood and Miss Leith. Mm -hmm. You know? That's a great British bake-off. Incredible. But true. Next. 
You watch Bloody Paul and Bob do All fishing. Right. All right, yeah, so, yeah. So, talking of, like, cosy telly, mm -hmm. okay, so, me and your mama, we watch Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer go fishing. Now, I have absolutely zero interest in fishing whatsoever. Do I care about it? No. Do I care what they do? No, because that's not what it's about. It's actually about friendship, and it's about... It's a really good advertisement for the British countryside as well. Mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely beautifully shot. It is serene. It is genteel. It is calming. Like genital. It is like, it is like a warm mug of cocoa with a sandy toxic hug and a big fluffy blanket with your feet up by the fire. That's what this show is. And with a chuckle thrown in as well. Because those two are quite they're, the, funny. they're the Chuckle Brothers. They're they? not the Chuckle <laughs> Brothers, no. So that's Paul and Bob go fishing. Next. That's it. We've finished. Oh, my holy We've goodness. We've done it. We've reached the end of this road. Phew. 11 weeks summed up in two episodes. We're getting on a bit this one now. It's An 88 years long. This is nearly the length of a feature film. Goodness me. Well, we better wrap it up. I have been the Papa Biggs. You have been the Sun One. That's correct. Say goodbye. I'm going to say goodbye. And I'll say goodbye too. If you want to give your opinion on anything we talked about on the show, or to tell us your trail of the week, or maybe what you've been watching and reading, you can tweet us at BigsPapa, or write a comment in our Facebook group, The Papa Big Show. If you like the sound of any of the trailers we talked about, they're compiled into a playlist in our YouTube channel, The Papa Big Show. We're also The Papa Big Show on Pinterest, and The Papa Big Show on SoundCloud.